This is Plant-Based Briefing. Louis' story by Jake Davis at the Non-Human Rights Project, posted at all-creatures.org. I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate and narrate, with permission, a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living. I'm thrilled to have permission to share content from all creatures. They're a great resource. They curate a lot of great information, including articles from the Non-Human Rights Project. They also have a free guide, which I like to mention when I read from their website. It's called What to Eat When You Don't Eat Animals, Menus and Ideas to Inspire People Who Want to Eat As If Life is Precious. It's got shopping secrets, tips on dining out, vegan alternatives that you can find in grocery stores, etc. It's a free PDF you can download from their website, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. And in case you're not familiar with the Non-Human Rights Project, they're a civil rights organization and the only one in the U.S. dedicated solely to non-human animal rights. And today's article tells the story of Louie, a chimpanzee. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Louie's Story by Jake Davis at the Non-Human Rights Project, posted at all-creatures.org. The narrative of our client Louis' life unfolds the same way the narratives of so many exploited non-human animals do, in the pages of inspection reports authored by the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, an agency of the United States Department of Agriculture. In November of 2023, the Non-Human Rights Project, NHRP, received nearly 700 pages of records in response to a Freedom of Information Act request we submitted to the USDA in May of 2023 regarding the de Young Family Zoo, a miserable roadside zoo in Michigan I personally visited in August of 2023. The first report that mentions Louis is from 2015. At that time, Louis was five years old and already being kept in solitary confinement. In the 2015 report, the reader learns that the DeYoung Family Zoo has quote-unquote owned Louis since he was six weeks old. No mention is made of where Louis was born, who his parents were, or, as online photos and videos show, that the DeYoung family zoo kept Louis on a leash and used him in photo opportunities and interactions with zoo patrons until he was at least two. The second report that mentions Louis is from 2016. By this point, the zoo had acquired another chimpanzee, but Louis was kept separate from him because of behavioral issues that shouldn't have been surprising considering Louis's forced isolation. In a 2017 report, the reader learns through an animal welfare complaint filed by an unknown individual that Louis was still allegedly being housed alone in a small space and unable to socialize with other animals. The complaint describes how Louis' cage was padded with concrete and that he was exhibiting repetitive, stereotypical behavior, a sign of deep psychological stress caused by captivity. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, APHIS, reported that it couldn't confirm the allegations during the time of its inspection and subsequently surmised that Louis was in good health. In 2018, APHIS stated that Louis is still singularly housed, but that he had access to a room inside the zoo owner's home. As chimpanzee experts state in their affidavits and declarations on behalf of our chimpanzee clients, humans are no substitute for the rich social lives chimpanzees share with members of their own species. But unsurprisingly, APHIS appears to have accepted a room in a human home as such a substitute. The 2018 report also contains a paragraph titled, Unsocialized Chimpanzee, which focuses on Louis not getting along with other chimpanzees. The zoo's apparent solution for helping Louis was governed by the same backward logic the captive animal industry always employs, bring even more members of a species into an impoverished environment to try and ameliorate the suffering of the non-human animal who's isolated. In 2021, APHIS reported that all the chimpanzees at the de Young Family Zoo, including an additional five chimpanzees the zoo had acquired, 
are accounted for and appropriately being cared for in accordance with the Animal Welfare Act standards. As many NHRP supporters are aware, the Animal Welfare Act is farcical in how little it does for non-human animals. Essentially, as long as the de Young Family Zoo is keeping the chimpanzees alive, the de Young Family Zoo is meeting these standards, no matter the injustice of the chimpanzees' lives. What's perhaps most telling about these records is what they don't include. Reading them, you'd never know that Louis, like all chimpanzees, is an autonomous being with an inner life an individual perspective, his own preferences, and a psychologically painful history that deserves a complex accounting. This is because the USDA sees Louis as a thing, a commercial good, not a thinking, feeling being who can remember the past, feel trapped in the present, and imagine a future where he's finally free. As far as available public records go, this is where Louis's story and the stories of seven chimpanzees imprisoned in the de Young family zoo leave off for now. With your support, we're fighting for the de Young prisoners' right to liberty and release to a sanctuary. With this right, the next chapter in their narratives will be completely different, and they'll finally be free. In December, a Michigan trial court judge denied NHRP's habeas corpus complaint because she believes chimpanzees are not legal persons under Michigan's common law of habeas corpus. This is legally wrong. We'll be filing an appeal at the end of February. You just listened to Louis' Story by Jake Davis at the Non-Human Rights Project, posted at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. I've done a number of investigations of roadside zoos in my area for PETA, and it is always heartbreaking. I'm just going in there to get photos and videos, and it's just unbelievable. These poor imprisoned beings, separated from their families, out there on display, usually isolated. But if you'd like to listen to a few other episodes relating to zoos, I'll list these in the show notes, but check out 281, our zoos educational, 318, Bravo Packing, the dirty business of pet food slaughterhouses, 325, the secret horrors and products of rendering dead animals, 369, to zoo or not to zoo, 370, aquariums and marine parks, and 389, what separates a roadside zoo from a legitimate sanctuary? And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.